You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. Episode 6, Manager or Leader, Who Do You Want to Be? Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here, because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons, and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Who do you want to be? If you Google the answer to what is the difference between a leader and manager, you'll see some pretty interesting results. Same with searching about what's the difference between a boss and a leader, which is way worse. And I say worse because there are so many ideas out there and so many articles and memes and things that really show managers as somehow really lacking and uh, very poorly compared to leaders. That leaders are awesome and uh, managers kind of suck. And if I looked at all those, I would think I do not want to be a manager. If this is what people think of manager, which is, of course, a ridiculous notion because being a manager is a role, it's a job, and a difficult one at that. I don't see how it serves us to compare and contrast in a way that leaves managers feeling in any way inadequate, especially because leading is one of their primary roles. The definition that I've used in business classes is that a manager is primarily responsible for four functions, to plan, organize, lead, and control in an efficient and effective manner. In this context, control means measure the results that either the people or the project remains on track. So if you do those functions, either with people or projects, then you are a manager. There are some really interesting statistics about how people feel about this role. This came from a textbook, Fundamentals of Management by Robbins, DeCenso, and Coulter, and this is in 2015. Here are some of those remarkable statistics. I'll ask these as a series of questions. What percentage of managers do you think say they're prepared, trained, and qualified to manage? What did you guess? It's 10%. I, I saw that and I was like, holy smokes, <laughs> only 10% of people feel like they're qualified for the job. That's really pretty daunting when you think about taking a role with that kind of confidence or competence in the role. So then what is the percentage of first-time managers that fail? 
Well, you might think that's pretty high because if only 10% are prepared, trained, and qualified, the statistic is only 48%. And I say that kind of like, ha ha, only 48%, which is like almost obviously half, but at least like some people figure it out. I remember back to being a manager and I felt like I failed a lot. I failed forward, right? Oh, like, oh, don't do that again, Cindy, or that was a bad move. Or yeah, maybe you should have planned differently for that conversation or, you know, whatever the scenario was. I learned as I went and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I know, I admit that. All right, so then what is the percentage of managers who confess they don't really like being managers? Hmm. This one really surprised me too. A whopping 68% said they don't even like it. But of course, then you, you look back to so few people feel like they're actually prepared to manage. Of course, they're not going to like it because they don't feel maybe confident or competent or that they're on the right track or even what it means to manage people. What does that even mean? What am I supposed to be doing? Because so many people are promoted based on their expertise or their tenure, not necessarily by their capability or skill to lead. And so if we don't know how to do it, how can we show up as our best selves? The other statistic that is a little bit distressing about this is this is from the employee perspective. How many workers do you believe responded and said that a good manager is effective in increasing their loyalty to a company? That a whopping 90%. While 10% of managers feel like they're prepared, trained, and qualified, 90% of employees say that it's important for their loyalty for managers to be good at their job. Well, those are statistics about managers. So the question though initially was, who do you want to be? The other side of this is what makes a good leader? Knowing that there are functions of a manager, there are practices that we're supposed to be doing, but what makes a leader? It doesn't necessarily mean that you manage people or you manage projects, and that's what makes leadership so complex. What are the characteristics, what are the qualities that suggest someone is a leader and an effective one at that? There have been endless theories, research, developed, and discussed over time about what makes a good leader. And exploring it is helpful. You can go out and Google all the leadership theories and went through a lot of the classes around leadership theories, but you know what? It continues to evolve and it continues to shift. And there isn't a universal agreement on what a leader is, but it's still important for us to understand it because we want to benchmark ourselves. We want to compare ourselves to know, are we capable of delivering to that level or that standard of performance to know if we are a leader. If you Google it then, let's say you want to go out and say, I, I want to figure this out. What is leadership? What is effective? You can go out on Google as of today and find 2,870,000,000 research results. So where do we start? I guess I don't think there's a lot of value in going through 2,870,000,000 different ideas on leadership. For our purposes, I'm going to oversimplify because I think of leaders as those who generate followers. And that can be followers due to the role that someone is, 
is in, like I have direct reports, or those that we follow out of things like reverence, or their vision, or their sense of purpose, or their charisma, or expertise, or just that something special that draws us to them. And we really just want to go where they're going to go, because we know we're going to learn something, and we know it's going to be a great experience. Is that who you want to be? You can lead without managing, but it is important to lead if you are a manager. And yes, some people are better than others. But again, I don't think it serves us to go out and Google the difference between manager and leader, where we see managers somehow being characterized in a way that's just not as effective. And I think it undermines what managers do what they need to do, and frankly, sometimes who they are. And based on the statistics, if 10% of people say they're prepared and qualified, that means there's a lot of people who don't know what they don't know about leading. We don't know what we don't know until we know better. And then we have to deliberately learn to manage and to lead. What are the top ways to do that? There are so many. I think that's where it becomes a little daunting as well, but you can seek out training. I've been training people for over 30 years. It's fun, it's collaborative, and people can learn new things in that kind of environment. You can also seek out a mentor, someone who has experience who will give you guidance, or get a coach, someone who'll give you feedback on what you're doing effectively and what you need to change to accomplish your goals. My life transformed. Once I got a coach, it made a huge difference. You can go to online learning, you can go back to school, but a lot of people go back to school and I don't know if you know this, but it's really expensive and time consuming. And I did get my MBA and it did prepare me for business. It did not prepare me for how to manage all the people challenges that I had to face. Or you can do it yourself. You can read, you can be a student of others, you can find role models, those that inspire you. That's also a way to learn to lead and to manage or learn on the job. I feel like I did a fair amount of that. And some of it, you discover what works and what doesn't, but it can be also time consuming and it could be painful. It was for me. It is important to choose how you want to learn and be very deliberate in planting a few seeds. Here are some of my thoughts. One is regardless of who you want to be, a manager or leader, I think you have to know your strengths. If you look at the four functions of managing as plan, organize, lead, and control, what are your strengths? What are you naturally good at? But number two, we have to uncover our development areas about what it takes to be an effective manager. Or if you want to be considered a leader, what do you need to hone so that others will follow you? A lot of times we place a lot of emphasis on our competence and we don't necessarily think about the fact that competence alone does not create followers. It creates a lot of admirers who want to know what you know or will follow you so they will grow. It doesn't necessarily inspire people though, and it doesn't create the kind of trust and warmth in the relationship that we might need to have a more significant following. Number three is actively strengthen the areas that you have gaps in. This means that you either have to one, be super self-aware or two, you have to get feedback, honest, 
feedback from other people about your strengths and about your gaps. And you have to really be able to listen, listen hard and listen mindfully for what people are telling you you need to do to change and to grow. And then four, be a continuous learner. I really do equate leadership and management with continuous learning. And I have trained thousands of people over my career. And I can tell the people who want to learn and grow and the people who think they know it all. And I also would want to follow the people who are learning, who are showing me that they don't know everything that they want to grow, they want to develop, they want to try new things, because that will give me permission to do the same thing. And if I get to be learning from a leader about their journey, and they give me permission to have mine, boy, what a great relationship that is. Because I don't know if you know this, but if you manage people, people talk about you. What I would suggest is to think about what you want them to say. How would you like them to describe you? And then focus on those areas on purpose. After all, that's why I named my company Intentional Leaders, because I think both managing and leading should be deliberate. That we should know where we're going, and we get there through clear purpose intentions, and actions. So I ask you, who do you want to be? Because you pretty much have to answer that question to achieve your goals. And that can be the start of a very rewarding leadership legacy. As always, thank you for listening. Join me for the next episode where we're going to talk about exploring your confidence. Do you have it? Why or why not? And when does it show up? But we're going to explore the mindset around confidence, not your skills, but your mind. Hope you join me.